Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, welcome to the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Io. I'm your host, Dr. Io. Thank you so much for listening today. And this topic today is so important and is near and dear to my heart. Because there's so many amazing women out there doing big things. I mean, just killing it out there. They're the women I work with, the clients I work with, my friends and family. And you are creative, you're educated and driven with so many accomplishments under your belt. But with everything you have going for you, you're continuing to struggle in the relationship space. So you've had some positive and negative dating experiences and relationships, some fun, <laughs> and even some entertainment, but you're, you're ready for more. And I hear this a lot. I'm ready for more. I'm looking for love. I'm ready for the next thing. And, and now you're wondering if the man out there for you is, is Mr. Right is even out there for you or, you, you know, should you just give up or consider adoption or, you know, going through life alone, getting cats, <laughs> that sort of thing, or even just considering doubling down on your career and other passions as love might not be in the cards for you, or at least right now. So you're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to focus on something else. And I know how this feels because I was that woman. I was super successful in my career and had great friends and family, but no marriage prospects in sight. I mean, not even serious boyfriends or anyone that I could consider potential. And I was like winning in my life and like had all these things going for me, but I was losing at love. And, you know, this is an important concept because what I realized is that much of the reason I was alone looking back, and of course, if I had known this back then, I wouldn't have taken my windy road to where I am now. But I realized now looking back that me being alone at that point was, was partly on me. It, it was, some of it was my fault. I like claimed to be ready to settle down, but I was prioritizing everything else, you know, especially my career, but also travel, you know, hanging out with my friends, just anything else that could bring me instant gratification. So I wanted to do things that, that were fun and entertaining and made me feel good in the moment. And I hadn't really put the same attention and effort into my love life as I did other things, you know, that were important to me at the time. Um, and I also think deep down, I was unsure if anyone would love me the way I, I wanted to be loved. So I wanted that passionate love, you know, that, you know, I didn't want that bored, you know, do the same thing every day and lame ritualized routine lifestyle. And I, I just didn't know if I would really find someone that would click with me like that, that would, you know, be passionate about me like that. And, you know, really it was just a feeling that I wasn't good enough for that sort of commitment and dedication and, and passion and that no one would really be inspired, I guess, about me to feel and act that way. And so I just didn't even 
open up my head to the space that it could happen. And so that was on me, you know, there, there was work I had to do within myself and on myself. And once I did the work, the, there was no shortage of men out there. There was, they were everywhere and they were, you know, trying to date me and treat me well. And, and they were passionate and romantic. And, you know, I was much more successful in relationships after I did that work and after I built that foundation of knowing what I really wanted and knowing that I was good enough to get what I wanted. And so many women are like, oh, I'm the shit and I'm independent and I can be alone. And when at deep down, they really want love and they really want marriage and commitment and relationships and they have to be honest with themselves about it. So if you're one of these women and you haven't really been honest with yourself about what you really want or what's holding you back, then you really need to start looking in that, looking at that. But you are not alone or unique in this. Let me just say that. Um, and we will show you that today. And today we are going to take a call from one of our listeners. I'm so excited. Today we have Carmen on the line with us. She is an amazing woman with so much success in her life, but she has, like many of you, as we discussed, been unsuccessful in love so far. And I'm excited she's braved everything to come on with us. Carmen, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Better now that you're here. <laughs> so tell my listeners, my bad girls out there, just a little bit about you. Well, I am uh, currently a full-time student again at 36. Mm -hmm. It was a big change in my life, but I've worked, uh, before that I was, in the, I was a mortgage processor. I worked in the mortgage industry and I've also worked in admin for medical offices. I've managed a few uh, doctor's offices and surgeon offices, um, just decided to go back to school and I am uh, currently a biomedical sciences major at UCF. Biomedical sciences. Wow. Tell, tell my listeners a little bit about what that means. Like, what are you going to do with that at the end of your, your schooling? The, the goal is a uh, physician assistant school mm -hmm. and, um, it is a pre-med so it's just as hard as you can imagine. It's just as hard as it sounds. <laughs> right, exactly. That's kind of what I wanted to let them know. <laughs> yes, it's, it's as difficult as it sounds. Um, but, you know, it's always been my dream since I was a child. And life takes you so many directions. And, you know, I had a big change in my life at about four years ago. And it just propelled me into school. And uh, my brother is also a med medical student right now. He's a second year medical student. And he's helped support. You guys are keeping it in the family, huh? Keeping yes, each other accountable. <laughs> so, so what was that change? You're kind of teasing us. What was this change four years ago? I, um, I had surgery for fibroids and endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And it did kind of flip turn my life around. Um, kind of just helped me refocus on the things that are important and what is, what is it that I really want out of life. And so what is that? What are you thinking that you want out of life at this point? At this point, uh, my priority is school and mm -hmm. finish off with the Dean's list that, that I achieved also last semester and continue that. Um, um, get into PA school and graduate with a specialty, God willing, and um, work. Basically be able to financially support myself and mm -hmm. um, 
you know, the, the so dream. What, I, what, hope, what I'm not hearing is anything <laughs> <laughs> about love, dating, relationships, anything like that. Is, is that something that, that you're interested in? Absolutely. I'd be lying if I said no. I think I've, it's like a protective mechanism now, but um, the reality is that I've always wanted a positive relationship. And I think I've just had so many experiences that I've had so many horrible experiences that I'm kind of, I hate to say it, but I think I'm turning a little cynical. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're sounding a little jaded there, huh? You didn't even list love or marriage or anything in your list of your life goals. Wow. And those are some pretty hefty life goals in long term. So I was giving you time to just kind of throw it in there at the end, last but not least. So... Yeah, I, yeah. I'm hearing a little. You so you said some horrible experiences. Give me, give me and the listener some examples. Well, the most recent relationship was which was about two years ago. Um, it was abusive, and it turned out that he was a drug addict, and mm-hmm. um, I was told by the people who introduced us that he had recovered and he had changed his life and he had turned his life over to God and whatnot and you know, initially it was great. It was beautiful. But then uh, I think he has some other issues that he hasn't addressed in his life. And I, I, I did, I feel like I fell in love with him, but I don't think it was love. I think I wanted to fix him more than anything. And you know that it snowballed really quickly and yeah. And it just, so you knew, it sounds to me like you knew he had an addiction history in the past, but you felt he was in recovery. That's correct. Okay. So is there a piece of you that feels like you knew there was a potential for relapse and that you might have to kind of nurse him back to health? Or did you really think, oh no, he's recovered. That's behind him. Nothing like that would ever happen again. I did initially think that, yes, I initially thought he had recovered because his uh, representative Representative was, you know, the per- the first person you meet. His representative was excellent, and uh, he he was very present in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that he was taking drugs again because mm-hmm. his behavior started changing. And in the middle of that, I think my emotions were so high that I felt like, okay, well, now that I I love him, right? In parentheses, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, I it's it's like my duty in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it was very short-lived, but it was very passionate and very chaotic and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that the only kind of chaotic relationship you've ever had or, or have there been others? That was the most chaotic. Um, I was engaged when I was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I was in a four-year relationship with uh, someone and um, it was on and off. So I can't really say that it was perfect the entire time, but nothing is, right? No, no, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> he proposed to me one night on the couch or watching TV, like with no ring or anything. And I said, yes, and la, la, la. And then he felt bad because he didn't have money to buy me a ring. And I didn't pressure him for anything. So uh, we kind of were engaged for, I would say, about six months. And the entire relationship, I never felt, even when we were on or off, I never felt like he had cheated on me. And then as we were progressing in our relationship, I, a friend of mine uh, approached me, someone that I hadn't spoke to in a few months, 
and she asked me if I was still dating him. And I said, yeah, we're engaged actually. She's like, oh, well, he's been hitting up my sister-in-law, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I called him immediately. Right. I was going to say, so how did you react after you found out this man you were engaged to that you had been open with, you had said, no, don't worry about it. You don't have the money. That's okay. I'll stick by you. Then you found out he cheated on you. How, how, how did that feel? I think I had a lot of adrenaline going on at that moment. And I immediately called him. I got off the phone with my friend and I called him immediately. And I said one word and the word was her name. Mm-hmm. and she, he just like froze and oh I'm sorry I said I said I said you know what this is I apologize I said no you know what you know what this is about and he said the name her name and with that I remember just cutting him off I was like well that's the reason that we will never get married and this is the end of it and it's over mm-hmm. and don't for me and so um, you walked away in that situation when you were um, kind of confronted with the situation that was not something that you felt was healthy. You walked away. Correct. I don't, I'm not, I don't tolerate cheating. I don't okay. believe that. Yeah. Like if you're going to cheat on someone, why are you even with them? Mm-hmm. So, but the former relationship that we discussed, the, the drug use, that was something you felt you could tolerate or, or what? How did that work in no. your head? What were your thoughts? I think I was having a battle within me as well. Uh, I think I... I felt that he needed support because he had turned. So then I I started realizing so many people had turned away from him and he was so alone and I felt bad for him. So I felt like I had to be there for him, but I knew in my heart that it was not, it was not going to work out. And thankfully I had a lot of support, you know, family and friends and Mm -hmm. he stayed away. But you know, I've had a, unfortunate with both of them, they, they continue calling and then, it becomes a stalking situation and with the oh yes oh no, uh, you don't even know and so are you saying <laughs> that you might choose people that have the tendency to be a little unstable I guess it sounds like that huh <laughs> it does to me <laughs> because I mean most guys don't stalk after it's over (laughs) so if you've had multiple stalkers it sounds to me like it's something in your your either your choice of men or something you're eliciting or bringing out you know at the end of the relationship or giving them mixed signals or or something that is what i think it is right on the money i uh what is it called uh conditioning i condition them negatively so mm-hmm. and then that you know, negative yeah. reinforcement mm-hmm. there you go thank you negative reinforcement you know all the booty call here and thereafter and mm-hmm. okay that. there we go so you ladies out there listening if a relationship is over and you slip up and make that drunk dial you do the text that that is reinforcing that you are still giving them attention and it's saying i want attention from you it's not saying we are over right yes so are these two guys the only guys that you've had you know trouble in relationship with or or issues in relationships the I would say there have been like serious relationships um before that when I was younger I had um a boyfriend when I was 18 like my first love my first Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. several years ago he returned because he got divorced and we started seeing each other again and it it was like back like no, no no time had passed but um, he was still dealing with his issues and I loved him through it. 
and it, we ended up breaking up the same exact way and you will not believe how don't say cheating yes he, no. he knocked up he knocked up his booty call he was cheating on me and both when i was 18 and both i think that was like before this recent one so about five six years ago oh he did it again and then he married the 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 one he knocked up this time though so, so it sounds to me like you have a pattern of choosing men that aren't committed to you fully yeah i guess you know things change so i i try to go by my instincts and i guess sometimes uh-huh. love kind of what is that what do you mean go by your instincts like my gut instincts, like, is he really true? Does he really love me? You know, his actions speak louder than words, like those type of questions I ask myself. And, and you know what, honestly, a lot of times the answer has been no, uh-huh. but I kind of just. And when you, when you hear that no to yourself, what are you telling yourself that makes you continue on with the relationship when you know that your, your gut is telling you it's not right? I don't know. Uh, honestly, I think it could be a little bit of everything, you know, not wanting to be alone at that time because it's it's hard to be alone once you've been with someone for a while. You know, that breakup period is is hard. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Nobody likes it, but <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but some of these guys have done some pretty negative things and hurt you and disappointed you and to allow them in your life even if it's just a sexual or physical relationship does say something about how you feel about yourself don't you think yeah I would agree with it I mean yeah what I mean I'm not going to argue with you on that <laughs> no 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 no. but I want you what, what are your thoughts because you're the one who's in the moment so I I hear some fear of being alone right of facing I mean, life and moving on by yourself and that's why I think when you know like in the beginning of the conversation I was like, I don't I'm like, kind of like, eh, because now I'm focusing on myself. And, but I, I realized that time is going to pass. And I, I do really, I, I miss being in a relationship. I miss the love feelings. Mm-hmm. I just want to do it right this time. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know if I'm being too nice to people. So how um, do you I, act in your relationships? What are you, how do you treat your partner? Well, I'm Hispanic and I was born and raised here, but, you know, culturally, I am very devoted and, you know, committed and I cater to my man and, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole nine and they get spoiled and Mm -hmm. I've realized that I spoil them a little too soon. Mm -hmm. Well, that I have identified. (laughs) Okay. So there we go. You're already, you know, having some epiphanies about ways you can move forward in a different way. And I tell my listeners, and I know um, you've seen some things, but not all, but one of the things I just was discussing was not dating like you're married. So not taking care of someone, not giving them that nurturing, not giving them that accountability for your time and your decisions when you're not in a marriage commitment. And it sounds like to me, culturally, (laughs) that goes against some of the things that you've maybe learned and heard. Correct. But were these people married when you saw them treating their partners that way? Um, In my, for my parents, yes. My sister's been married for 15 years, so yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have other friends who've been married for years and yes, and, mm-hmm. but maybe not so much through my friends. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of my friends go through worse things than I have. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> Right. But I always tell people, all right, you got to be careful when you're taking dating advice from people who are also struggling in that area. (laughs) But I I definitely hear, you know, some in the past, some maybe um, some cultural things, but also some self-esteem issues, some knowing that you're better than certain situations and knowing that you're good enough to get something better and move forward. And it sounds like you've done some work in, in healing in terms of focusing on yourself and, and you deserving better. How, what did that process look like? That uh, process was very um, conducive to my, my change and I think my approach in life at this point. Um, after I had my surgery, I realized again, it, I, I had to question or debate my fertility and mm-hmm. I, as you can imagine, it was very rough to go through that. Um, I didn't have a lot of support from a lot of people, mainly because I didn't reach out because I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. I had my parents all along and I did have several friends and it was all focus on you. Focus Mm -hmm. on you. Don't forget about yourself. Like be selfish, be Mm -hmm. selfish, don't waste your time on these things. Don't put your, like, don't put your eggs into one basket. Mm -hmm. And when, basically, when somebody shows you their ass, you <laughs> don't kiss it. <laughs> so it's like when they showed you their ass, you kissed it. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> so, yeah, but what I heard in there is, and we struggle with this as women, this need for self-love and independence versus that internal pull for nurturing and fertility and and doing what we were naturally created to do. And it's so hard in these day and ages because it used to be that you did get married young and everyone knew the deal. That was the culture. You knew your man was going to marry you. You knew your parents were going to send you off and pay for, you know, those days are over and things are a little different, right? Yeah, well, my but, sister followed that that cycle. Uh, she Fifteen years ago. Yeah, well, she's twenty one. I'm like, and it it's worked. So, and you, what's crazy is my parents, even you know, thirty six, forty years ago, let's say, they were in their thirties and forties as well when they got married. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not been a pressure as far as getting married, but I think culturally, it still is a pressure. Because, you know, you know, you go to the parties and you go and you meet your family and everybody's like, oh, uh, where's the boyfriend? Oh, you had a boyfriend. Where's your boo at? Where's your bae? Yeah, so when are you going to have the babies? You can't wait all this time. And who, why are you wasting your time? And hello, hello, hello. And I'm like, let me focus on myself. <laughs> right. Well, what is your dating situation like right about now? Where are you at with that? Well, um, I would say not really dating, but I have a friend who... Uh, <laughs> Provide services, as I like to call it. You got your little maintenance man. Exactly. Okay. And does he treat you well within the scope of that relationship? Yes, he does, actually. And I think that's why it's worked. Yeah, but Uh, I hear fear. These are an excuse. Yeah, he's giving you your physical tune-up so you can go through school and focus on yourself. But I'm hearing fear here. I I know, uh, unfortunately, I... I know a lot of him, and I know um, a lot of his family, I would say. And um, 
I just know that I just don't want that. Oh, no, 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 no. Not to be with this guy. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Don't man up on your your maintenance man. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm saying you have a maintenance man because of fear of moving forward and having something healthy and real now that you know the work that takes. Yes, I agree with that. I think that it's going to be very difficult for me to trust someone again. Mm-hmm. And even with friends, I've had fallout with friends that were like my best friends, like just recently a year ago. And I just kind of have become a little reclusive when I'm typically a social butterfly. You know, I think mm-hmm. some of it is school, but a lot of it is uh, apprehension. Mm-hmm. You've Let's been hurt. Have- yeah, I've been hurt by people in your life and and it's hard to recover from that hurt. And instead of bringing that baggage into a new relationship, you're just avoiding relationships altogether. <laughs> exactly. And the years are going by and the years are going by. <laughs> the years are going to keep going by. And you know, so I want to challenge you. You're so successful in life, right? You've had multiple successful careers. You've shifted years. Now you're being successful in school. You're getting great grades. You have your whole boom, boom, boom set. And you're not afraid of that because you can control that, right? If I want to do better on the test, I'll study harder. I'll get tutoring. I'll do this. If I want to, you know, hang out with my family, that, that we can all control, but you're still fearing what you can't control. You can't control if a man is faithful to you. You can't control, you know, if a friend is loyal to you. But I do have some tips for you that can help you be the kind of woman that a man does not cheat on, that can help you be the kind of woman that your friends respect and know they can't pull that kind of crap. Yeah. How about emotional availability? Because I think that's what it is. Um, from your choices in men? Yeah, I think that I choose un- like emotionally unavailable men because I myself am emotionally unavailable and it's exactly. easy to eyes if anything. Exactly. You are a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're sabotaging your own future <laughs> and your own love by choosing someone that you know is going to let you down because you're scared of what is real. You, you're scared of, of something real. Like I'm you scared to put in the, okay, I'm you were scared I'm, to tell me you wanted something real. Yeah. Like it's like I'm scared to put in the work into a relationship with someone who may not have put that much work into themselves. So mm-hmm. it's been like I said it's been a life-changing experience for me and I've I've done so much work on myself and I feel like again like I can control myself and mm-hmm. a lot of the situation around me and bringing in another person that may not have the same Mm-hmm. understanding of their own psychology i could say mm-hmm. it's it, it's scary well this is how to beat the shit out of scariness and move <laughs> past it and walk forward without fear first you are going to date people not relationship people okay and dating relationships are different Dating is when you get to know people, you get to see their patterns, you get to see how they treat you, you get to see how attentive they are to you, how attentive they are to their own health before you start cooking and cleaning and doing all the wife stuff. You don't do that stuff until you know the person is healthy enough and committed enough to have that, which is a marriage, you know? So you move forward in dating and then say, okay, 
Is he seemingly healthy? Is he stable? Is he giving me back what I need? Does that make sense? It does. I feel like I'm such an emotional person that sometimes mm-hmm. I let my, you know, I let it, let the moment just go. And no, I want to, I want to be able to look at it like that object, objective. Ooh, I can't even say objective. You can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And it's going to start today. Right. You're going to start dating. No more of this bullshit. I'm too busy. I'm a student. Like, no, <laughs> that's no students date everyone dates so no but you're only going to give your time and attention to people who are respecting you and giving it back and are healthy in your evidence no more going with your freaking gut don't necessarily just listen to your gut it's good and it told you sometimes that it wasn't good but we're going to look at, at objective evidence here okay. we're going to look and say he's calling he's you know taking me on dates He's trying to please me and have my needs met. So he knows how to put me first too, because you're just giving and giving and giving. And as women, we can give until we have nothing left. And that's what happens. That's no. why I don't have anything. I'm, I'm yeah. like, but I'm now here. you've refueled, you poured into yourself these last couple of years and now you're ready and don't let fear stop you, but you're going to date right. And then when you're in a relationship, you're going to give a little more, but not all of it. Leave a little something for marriage. You know, <laughs> by the time you get married, you ain't seen see no new tricks yet. He's I like, know. oh, she cooking for me. She doing everything for me. <laughs> She's made me her priority. She makes all her decisions based on me. Why would I marry her and Ugh. really put my all into it? Because I have everything that marriage requires now. Yeah. And they don't deserve that from you, that you're too good for that to give and give all that you have before you've received what you deserve in return. Okay. I I do. I agree with that. And I just hope that I I, like, I've always had the hope that he's out there. You know, I, my brother's a great man. My father's a great man. So Mm -hmm. I know that there are great men. I'm not one of those women that are like, Oh, there's no good men. (laughs) Oh, good. I've been talking about those lately. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm not like that either. You know, um, I just, I, I'm such a strong minded person and I'm so opinionated and mm-hmm. I'm very passionate and I'm, I'm very blunt mm-hmm. and I am done making excuses for my reactions to things. Like yeah. I'm not, you know, yeah, and stop, stop doing that. Don't hold back. Yeah. Be yourself. And but if they can't handle it, they can move on. <laughs> and that's what dating is about. Dating is just an interview for mating. You're interviewing these people. They don't all get the job. They don't all get the job. Oh, oh, you're cute. You have a great job. Yeah, but you don't make me happy. Oh, you make me happy, but you're not willing to commit to me. You're fired. So, you know, you don't have to give everyone you date the full benefit package. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question then, because this is something that's been on my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, just put it plainly, I'm a very sexual person and mm-hmm. I'm very confident in my sexuality. So I like sex, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm like torn between this thing of like, do I put like a three month, you know, uh, what is it? Oh yeah. Harvey, like a Steve Harvey yeah. sort of no. three month situation. Both his books. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I read the books too. They're great. Now where I see life you can't just say three months, 90 days, this is it. We're doing it today. Like you've heard. So, but what you do need to do is stop going with your gut 
alone. Listen to your gut, but also look at the data. Is this person worthy of something as intimate as sex? And of course, I'm not talking about your maintenance man that you have no expectations of. I'm talking about you're in a relationship with someone, you're dating someone, you're getting to know them. Have they shown you that they deserve that level of intimacy with you and that they're going to be there and that they're going to pour into you? And if you ask yourself those questions, it, it doesn't matter if it's been, you know, one week or two years, you, you know if the person is willing to pour into you and give you that commitment that you need. Yeah. And it's not a timing thing. You know, I've seen people who had sex on the first night get married. And I've had people who waited, you know, until they got married and then they were divorced a year later. So sex is not necessarily an indicator of a healthy relationship you have to judge the health of the relationship before you have the sex. (laughs) Right. And and once you have sex, you still don't give them all the other benefits of being a wife. Right. Yes. Sex is just one part of a relationship. You don't have to rearrange your whole schedule for him. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to compromise. Those are for marriage. You can tell him no you can say things he doesn't like. That is what dating is all about. And Thank if he chooses you. to stay, then he gets the job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do, right? Yeah. But I want you today to commit to trying because I hear the fear, I hear the reluctance, the trepidation. You know that good man's out there and that's actually what you're afraid of. You're afraid of stepping up trying to do the work and making that judgment call. Cause when you pick losers, it's easier to say, ha, uh-huh. duh, I picked a loser. It's his fault. But when you got a good man and things are going well and things still don't work, that's when you start saying, huh, is this me? <laughs> is there something I'm doing? Am I the crazy one? What's that? <laughs> you know, and that's to women can sometimes be just as scary as a relationship that fails. Yes, that is very, 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 very true. So you know, what, I think- what are you going to do moving forward? What I, I always make everyone give me an action step. I, I want you to commit to an action step today. I'm trying not to be uh, judgmental, but I don't want to put Tinder back on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Tinder, you know, <laughs> that might get you another maintenance man. Yes, but no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, online dating is great. That's how I met my boo. Shout out to my boo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Thank we you. met on Plenty of Fish, which apparently in some areas is, is not yeah. where, where you want to be. So it's really just depends on where you are. I hear Bumble is good because it's kind of female driven and you guys get to call the shots and a um, man can't approach you unless you've said you're interested. I did download Bumble and I didn't like it because in my area there, there wasn't anything that I was interested in. <laughs> And uh, that's another thing. These good men are out there. They don't have to be perfect now. You're just dating. Remember, you're just interviewing. But be- with the boring, if I don't, if I find him boring from his profile, I'm not even going to. Yeah, yeah, no. If they're boring on their profile, no. But go out and about with your friends. Have more fun. You said you've been reclusive. Like, open mm-hmm. up in general to life 
and you will receive good things. You're closed up right now. You're a ball of fear and anxiety and, and, you know, I need you to open up in general. And that involves hanging out with people that you know are good people for you and having fun, loosen up. And after you take that test, then you go out and celebrate. And, and when you're open, you'll meet people, whether it's online or, or out and about. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. I'm like, I, I, I want that. And that's, I, I think that's what I want. I want to be able to just enjoy dating. I've always said that I hated dating. You don't. You don't hate dating. You hate the anxiety that you feel that you're going to make a bad choice and end up in a bad situation again. <laughs> yeah. So retell me, I like dating. I like dating. You like dating. I like dating. There we go. Because you do like it. You like I the do. feel of being with someone and having a companion. And that's dating. Yeah. Some of them end. No one likes a breakup, but that's not dating. So don't not try and say that you failed even before you started. And that's what people are mean when they say, I hate dating. That you hate failing. You hate the breakup. <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but just say, I hate nasty breakups and stalkers. <laughs> but we yeah. don't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. I have enjoyed this. I think you are going to have a lifetime of success in life and in love. And you just taking these steps. You're going to put them into action. And if you ever have any questions or need any guidance, you just let me know. I'm, I'm right here for you. Thank you so much. I, it's so comforting to hear, you know, the, the, the support and that everything that I really know inside of me is true. I just need to go and apply it. Go apply it today, today, go tonight. No, just kidding. I got to do my hair. Go do your hair. I saw it. It was, you got to do it first. (laughs) All right. This has been Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Until next time, stay bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad.